What's up, Rigatonis? I'm Gabby. And I'm Lexi. And we're the Fuller Sisters. Welcome back to episode two of the Chicken Noodle Scoop podcast. So we decided instead of just going with the basic what's up noodles, we're going to broaden our noodle vocabulary, learn some new terms, and every single week we're going to talk to you guys and call you a different kind of noodle. So today, you're rigatonis. <laughs> Welcome to the episode, you little rigatonis. Hi guys, another quick interlude here. So I finally fixed the audio issues that we were having. However, it happened after this episode. So I promise starting episode three, everything is fixed. You should be able to tell by now, you know, that everything was sorted out. So again, we apologize. It's a learning process for us, but enjoy the rest of the episode and we'll be back with much better audio quality for episode three. Thank you. Bye. So this week's episode is going to be our college experiences and any study tips we have, any dorm essentials that you might want. Things like that. Anything to do with college. Because I know for me right now, finals week is right around the corner. So it's always the most stressful part of the semester because the break is so close, but you're like slammed with homework and studying and you're just ready for the break. So we're going to try to help you guys out, try to get you guys motivated and just give you some tips and tricks to get you through the last couple weeks. So before we get into that, let's talk about our weekly scoop. So Gabby, what's going on with you this week? Well, this past week, I had to fly home for something super personal with my family, which I'm sure eventually we'll get into talking about. We don't really feel comfortable talking about it right now, but regardless of how rough the week was, getting to spend all that time with my family was awesome and great, but then I tried to fly home last night, and I had the worst experience literally ever. I had the worst turbulence I've ever experienced, so then we couldn't land, and we tried to, like, circle around the airport three times. Then I had to land at a different airport, refuel, go back, and then missed every single flight I could possibly get on. Had to jump on one that landed two hours away from my house, so that was my week. Somehow missed a week of college, though, and I didn't really miss anything, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, so for me, I also went to the same thing that Gabby's talking about for our family. However, I came back a little bit earlier because I did have school and I had exams that I couldn't really miss. So I came back earlier, also had some flight issues, um, but it was all good. And so I got back, finished my week of school, worked all weekend, like every day. But for once, I actually have optional classes on Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving break. Normally, that means I would go. However, I'm giving myself a break, and I'm not going to class tomorrow, so that'll be exciting. I can sort of get things done around the house and take some much-needed relaxation before break. I'm going to go to yoga in the morning, so yeah. Let's clap it up for for some self-growth and development, because Lexi Fuller would never do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, 2020 me is going to be all about taking breaks. (laughs) So now that we're on the topic of college, let's just jump to this episode. I think we're first going to start off with our college experiences, just because we both had very different ones. So it kind of gives you guys a little bit of a background from smaller schools, bigger schools, closer to home, pretty much everything that you could be questioning if you're going into college. So first, Gab, do you want to get into your college experience, where you went, things like that? So I currently go to Florida International University which is FIU in Miami, Florida, and I am in a four-year college degree, and I'm majoring in mechanical engineering. I graduate spring 2020. I am so close to being done. I cannot wait. And Lexi, when are you going to be done, and what are you doing? So I already finished my undergrad degree. I graduated in 2018 from the University of Buffalo. 
And now I'm currently in dental school. I went right from undergrad to dental school. So I will be graduating dental school in 2022. So I'm in my second year, two and a half years left. Um, so I stayed at the University of Buffalo for dental school. And even though I didn't see myself staying here for dental school towards the end of you know my senior year of undergrad, everything just kind of aligned and I chose to stay here instead of some of the other places that I got accepted. So my major in undergrad was biomedical sciences with a minor in Spanish. However, I don't think you need to have a hard science major if you're going to dental school. A lot of people, you know, assume it has to be like biology or chemistry or, but there's people in dental school that have all sorts of majors. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about what I'm doing. So I guess let's start from the very beginning of like applying to colleges and schools. I think how we, to pick the right school. We both did the same thing and I'm pretty sure we picked our school before we even applied and we both only applied to one school. Yeah, I only applied to UB. I did the early admissions application, though. So if I didn't get in, I did have time to look elsewhere. Um, but I think choosing the right school is very difficult. I know I had harder time doing it for dental school through those applications and admissions process. But for me, I wanted to go to University of Buffalo because it was far enough from home that it wasn't in Erie where I'm from. But it was close enough that if I needed to come home, it's only like a two hour drive. Um, and UB has a dental school that, you know, had great reviews. So I figured if I went there for undergrad, I could possibly get in-state tuition for dental school and also, you know, have not a leg up, but sort of know what's going on because I'm already at that school. And from the very beginning, my dad grew up in Buffalo. So we've been in Buffalo all the time visiting his family. So like we already knew the area too. So I feel like you're already familiar with it. So it just made it easier. Yeah, for sure. And then I kind of knew I've went through so many different colleges in high school I wanted to go to Louisville I wanted to go to Pitt and then my senior year I ended up moving away and doing online high school and I lived in Florida already so then once that pretty much happened I absolutely fell in love with Miami and Florida and Top Gun obviously so I wanted to stay so the literal only school I applied to was FIU and I knew it wasn't a very hard school to get into and I mean we both had very very good transcripts in high school to say the least, but so I knew I didn't have anything to worry about. We yeah, were we were losers. both valedictorian, so we were those kids. <laughs> we had no life. We didn't go to parties, but whatever. Pays off. So I wasn't worried about it, so I only applied to one school, and I really enjoy FAU. So I think we should go into now a little bit about how our college experience has differed. I know, I mean, for starters, FIU is definitely a lot smaller of a school than UB is, so... What did you think about going to a small school versus big school? I think we each had our problems and differences, strengths and weaknesses that we noticed once we were both in college. So starting with freshman year, I lived on campus, which was probably my biggest struggle with or with college so far. I was not a fan of it. I'm such a homebody. So I felt like I was always stuck at school and I never got a break. I never got to go home. So that was basically like probably my worst year of college was definitely my freshman year, but not even because of school, just living in a dorm. But at the same time, I must say also, I'm not very connected to my school in the sense that I literally have not gone to a single football game. And I think it's because I obviously like didn't have home friends because I moved across the country to go to school. And 
I already had my like established cheer friends and I knew that like I obviously clicked really well with them and had a great time with them. So by the time I got in college, I was pretty much had the mindset that I was only going to college to go to school and then I would go to the gym and hang out with my friends there. So I didn't really, you know, we didn't do any type of sorority, any clubs. I didn't really do anything to meet new people. So for me, living in a dorm was not the greatest scenario. I probably would have rather lived literally anywhere else. But like size of my school wise, I feel like because I didn't really put myself out there and experience things, it didn't make that much of a difference to me whether I went to like a big or small school. Yeah, so I had almost the polar opposite experience of that, especially freshman year. I absolutely loved living in a dorm. If I could live in a dorm now, eh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I did love living in a dorm. The dorms at UB were like, I felt like I was just on vacation at a hotel with my friends all the time. Like all of my friends lived in the same area, so we got to hang out whenever we wanted. We could do homework together in a lounge. There were just so many opportunities at UB in the dorms to like do fun things. They constantly had RAs putting on activities for us, tie-dyeing, snacks, things like that. Um, the food was incredible at UB, especially in the dorms. We had cafeterias, we had ice cream, you could walk downstairs, we had a Starbucks, we had you know, Moe's, Jamba Juice. So like the food was absolutely incredible on campus. And because I lived on campus, I had a meal plan, which was amazing. Um, so because I went to a big school, I tried to get involved in a lot of different things. I loved going to sporting events and I was in a couple clubs and things like that. Um, so I think that that definitely made a difference in our college experiences and going to a big school. I just think there are so many more opportunities that I could have gotten involved in. Um, However, I will say there were some downsides to going to a big school. A lot of my classes were a couple hundred people. I know my intro level biology class was like 430 kids, where Gabby, I'm assuming your classes are a lot smaller. I never, I think I had like, I think my one chemistry class was still not even close to that, probably just barely 100, and that was my only big class. Other than that, they were just like normal classes. Yeah, so we had so many kids that a lot of times professors didn't know your name. Um, I tried to go to office hours as much as I could just so that I could make relationships with my professors. Um, I ended up also second year because I loved being in the dorm so much. I was an RA my sophomore year, which was really fun. Um, I'm glad I did it for a year, but I didn't do it my junior year because I wanted to try to get in-state tuition, which meant I had to live off campus. Um, so I lived in an apartment with my best friend my junior year and my senior year. Um, which I absolutely loved. So I would say there are pros and cons to living on campus and off campus and a small school versus big school. I think another thing I noticed was because I went to a big school, they were less apt to personally help you. Anytime I would have a problem and I would send an email or call, it was always like, oh, just look on the website where Gabby emails her professors or her advisors and they like call her by name. They get back in three they seconds. They reply right and, away. Yeah, they're so, so nice. helpful, so nice. So I think that's one thing that I noticed once she got to school and went to a smaller school. That was a huge difference from a big school to a small school. Even with, even with things like financial aid, scholarships, admissions, like things that like our parents had to help us with, they could not get over how, how much easier it was to contact my school and get everything figured out. So that's definitely a pro of a smaller school. Is like, it's just so much easier to get questions answered and get things figured out even like with this past week when I had missed class I emailed my professors and within probably 45 minutes like four of my five professors already emailed back and they're like absolutely don't worry about it like I'm here to help with anything when you ever you come back just come to my office hours we can just get everything figured out 
like I'm so sorry that you even have to miss like so nice and then Lexi like her professors school, there's some of them didn't so even many answer people like there's just so many people that they're getting so many emails and especially in undergrad there's just an influx of students that all have questions and they sort of have to broaden the way they answer things because they're just a huge volume of people that they need to get back to so I would say that's one thing I didn't love about a big school um, but I did love, you know, all the options of things to do, the sporting events, being at a D1 school is really nice because I get to go to all the football and basketball games and things like that. I must say, if I could go back, I would probably try to get more involved my freshman year because I do feel like I pretty much miss out on the entire college experience. But at the same time, a lot of that stuff just isn't me. I spend my time in cheerleading. That's where I find the people that have the same interests as me. So that was always just easier for me to spend most of my time there instead of putting that energy into school and school friends and stuff like that yeah I mean I had a huge group of friends freshman year which was super fun because Gabby and I have always been the type to like be each other's not friends, friends. we homebodies <laughs> so yeah we're homebodies so we would always just want to hang at home and our parents are cool so like we would just do a lot of family things so then going to college when my family wasn't there I sort of peaked my freshman year I would say and I had a bunch of friends and I met two of my best friends and now I mean the two of the best friends I've ever had. But of course, since, you know, they don't live here anymore, that's one difficult thing is post-grad. A lot of my friends moved out of Buffalo. So it was kind of like restarting completely over in dental school, except way harder. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, at some point in this video. But so that is that. Um, another big question we always get is roommates. Freshman year roommates, how did you find them? Things like that. So in FIU, we had like, so there was a door and then you walk in and then there's two more doors of rooms, each of like two roommates. So my like actual roommate I met, she also cheered at Top Gun. So we just kind of contacted each other through Instagram and then through the like roommate website. I don't even remember what it was. We just found our other two like suite mates and I didn't have any problems with my roommates at all. I mean, the so my suite mates used to put the air on like negative 10 and I could barely get out of bed, but wasn't that big of a deal if that was my only issue I'll take it because I know there's some terrible roommate stories so I mean I like chose one so the other than that the other two were randomized so I didn't ever really have issues with that yeah and I lived in a double so for me it was just me and one other roommate in a bedroom and then the whole floor of girls shared a bathroom so that was definitely different. Gabby lived in more of like a sweet style dorm, whereas I lived in... Yeah, so it was only the four of us sharing the one bathroom. Yeah, for us, it was the entire hallway that shared a bathroom. Um, so that was interesting. It wasn't horrible, but it was definitely interesting. Um, I found my roommate on a random website. The UB Facebook group for our class had like a ton of people added, and it was one way to find roommates, but I wanted to go... I started looking very early since I did get accepted early, and I'm very proactive and OCD in the sense that I wanted to know who my roommate was like in December of my senior year and a lot of people didn't even know if they were in at that time so I went on a roommate website that like matched you based on a quiz with compatible roommates and I started messaging a couple of the girls as people started getting on there and I found my roommate and we started off really good friends no bad blood or anything we were fine roommates um, we just sort of found different groups of friends so then sophomore year when I was in RA um, I had my own room so we didn't live together after that. Um, but yeah, not any horror stories or anything like that. So that was good. 
And then, like I said, I moved off campus after sophomore year and lived with my best friend in college. And that was awesome um, because, I mean, obviously we had our arguments and we had to figure out, you know, how to communicate with each other and confront each other if something was bothering us. But it was a blast. And to just come home and you don't have to worry about making plans. You can just sit in the living room and watch TV with your best friend was like the greatest thing ever. So I do think that it is hard to find roommates and it's hard to live with friends, but if you know that you can get along to the point where you can at least confront each other when things are bothering you, then it's really not that difficult. Yeah, I must say my college living experience is probably different than absolutely anyone because I mainly lived more so with like cheerleaders than anyone dealing with college after my freshman year. So my sophomore year, once I, okay, Because I was such a homebody and I just felt like I was always stuck at school, anytime I had to drive back to my dorm after either like a holiday or just like a weekend away, I would literally just break down and cry because I just did not like it. So I knew I definitely didn't want to live on campus my second year. So I lived in a host house is what they call them and it was just me and eight other cheerleaders but Lake was also in the house so at least we had our own room and we had a dog so that was awesome. Would I ever live with nine people again? Absolutely not. But it was definitely a lot better, in my opinion, than living in a dorm. Because I just felt like I could escape school and go home. And I had, like, my safe person and I had a dog. So that already made everything way better. And then my junior year, I lived in another host family with an actual family. But I had my own room. So that was also awesome. It was very relaxed. And everything went well. There was no issues there at all. It was also nice because I also got home-cooked meals because I was with a family. And then now this year, I've literally haven't lived in the same place more than a year since I've been in Florida. But now this year, I have my own apartment with my boyfriend and our dog. And it is definitely my best living situation so far. Yeah, so I actually have the same situation now that I'm in dental school. I started off living with dental students. Did not end well. Before Sean and I were together. (laughs) It did. It was just, it was a lot. Like Gabby said, she didn't like constantly being at school. Well, that was the same way. But dental school is different in the sense that There are classes, 93 people. You are with the same 93 people from 8 to 5 every single day. You have the same schedule. It's all mandatory. So then to come home with those same people, it was like I was constantly at school, surrounded by dental school. And so for me, I only lasted a semester in that house. And then Sean and I got an apartment together, and we now have a dog and kitten. So, I mean, everything happens for a reason, and I learned a lot about myself in that semester. And it was very difficult transitioning to dental school like that. Um, but I would say now everything is good to go. I feel like dental school is almost more like high school than college because you're with the same people all day. You go to the same classes with the same people. So there's bound to be like high school girly drama and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. It's like middle school. (laughs) I would say at least at first, everybody is like used to each other now, but I felt like I went backwards in life because college was so like freedom and you had your own schedules and you made friends and you got to, you know, have time to do whatever you wanted throughout the day. And now it's like you are in class all day, every day. You don't have a choice over your schedule. It's picked for you. You're with the same people. So it actually feels a lot like middle school or high school. And it it was, it's interesting. That's one thing I want to say. If you guys are in high school listening to this and you aren't having the best time in high school, if you're dealing with drama or whatever, College is the best opportunity to just branch out, find your own good group of people. Like you can, you have the opportunity to pick people because you aren't with the same people all day. You aren't forced to really do anything. Like it's your opportunity to be free, make it however you want it. So I feel like college is definitely the experience you make it. If you want to have a good college experience and have an amazing four years, 
you can do everything in your power to do that. If you just kind of want to get through college and get it done and over with, you have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, definitely. And I think another difference is Gabby, her main gig while she was in college was always cheerleading. So she had school and she had cheerleading. And for me, I was going to play softball in college, decided not to. So for me, it was school and I would have a couple jobs. I would always be working. Um, so that was sort of my thing to save up money because I knew once dental school hit, I wouldn't be able to work as much. So I tried to participate in as much as I could at school and then just sort of work on my free time. Um, but like she said, college is exactly what you want to make it. If you want to join Greek life, if that's your thing, go for it. It's never been our thing. If you want to play a sport, go for it. We didn't play sports for our school. Um, extracurriculars, clubs, honestly, just get involved with as much as you want and as much as you can handle while still keeping up with school. There's definitely something for absolutely everybody in college. If there's some random club that you want to join, I guarantee you either have the capability of starting it or there's people with the same interests and it's already a thing. So definitely just find a good group of friends, experience it as much as you want. If you want to go to football games, it's it's college. You're meant to, you know, make mistakes. You're meant to... Just kind of live it up however you want it. So definitely take advantage of it if that's what you want to do. I obviously didn't, but I wouldn't really change it. That's kind of just <laughs> what I wanted to do. I just kind of wanted to get through it. Like she said, cheerleading's just always been my thing. So that's always where I put my energy in, and that's where I have the most fun and everything like that. So going back a little bit um, about how to pick the right school and distance from home and things like that. So Gabby obviously goes to school a lot farther than I do from home, but honestly, I feel like we see – Home, the exact almost the same I, agree. I would think yeah because for me it's a two-hour drive for gabby it's like a two-hour flight and with dental school being so busy i don't unfortunately get the time to go home as much as i would like to so honestly if you're worried about leaving home i'm sure we i mean i know we've both been homesick from time to time when we went to school uh, but i would say do it experience you know things like that your family can always come visit you you can go visit them there's things, FaceTime and flights and things that make it so much easier to see each other. And I know for me and Gabby, the flights from Buffalo to Florida and vice versa are so cheap that it's actually very manageable for us to, you know, see each other when we get the free time. Absolutely. And obviously, because I'm the one farther away, there's times where I wish I didn't go as far away because the things I would do just to be able to drive home and just have a home cooked meal and just hang out for my family and just hang out with my family for literally one night. And even, I know Lexi would love, even though Lexi's only like two hours away, I know she would love to do that too, and sometimes she can't. So again, just like literally everything in life, there's pros and cons to both sides, but considering I live in the Sunshine State, I um, I love it, for sure. Yeah, it's freezing here right now, but I don't know. Pros and cons, like she said, but I think it was both, it was huge for both of us to move away from home. I think we grew so much. Oh, absolutely. I don't even know. We away from home. I don't even know if our parents would have let us. Even if we went to a college close to home, I guarantee <laughs> they would have made us move out because, like she, like she said, that's just when we grew the most. And I moved away my senior year of high school. So I feel like almost my first year of college was my senior year because I lived on my own. Regardless, I didn't actually go to college, but I feel like I, that was my first year to kind of just like break free and start to grow on my own and have to do everything for myself and you know a lot of reality checks happen when you don't have your parents around 24 7 <laughs> yeah definitely and we're lucky that our parents are super supportive and always there to help us but they are big on us being independent so 
I think those first year or two, couple years away from home after high school were definitely some big reality checks. But I think I'm super happy that, you know, we're at that place because I think we're relatively mature for our age. And I think that anyone can benefit from being kind of thrown to the wolves and figuring things out on their own. Absolutely. And I know college isn't for everyone, and I'm not saying it is. So even if you aren't going for the degree or anything, I do feel like the experience is something that you can't really get anywhere else. And I am very thankful for the experience that I've had just in college, like having to learn time management and having, you know, many mental breakdowns and learning how to get through them and just everything that comes along with college, I feel like is very necessary and making me the person I am today. Yeah, no, definitely. I do not think it's for everybody. And if you have, you know, a career in mind that you don't need a college degree for, like that's great. Pursue it. I know. I mean, my boyfriend, Sean, went in the Marines right after high school and then did college later. So everybody's on their own timeline and everybody goes to grad school at different times or gets a job at different times. I know sometimes it's hard for me because all of my friends that I graduated with are working full time jobs now and making money and I'm still in school and still paying, you know, tuition and things like that. And it sometimes it makes me question my decision of should I have just gotten a job so I don't have to worry about studying anymore. But everybody's on their own timeline things happen for a reason and I think it'll be worth it in the end so don't stress if you know maybe you don't want to go to college right out of high school and you want to work for a little bit and then go nobody's there's no right way to do life so yeah my boyfriend like didn't go to college he's a videographer so honestly college for him would have just kind of been a waste of money because there's not much you can do I mean there's definitely majors that he could have went into to learn a little bit more even just like business or marketing But for him, he didn't really see it necessary, and he is definitely doing just fine without his degree. Yeah, for sure. I don't think anybody should waste time and money just because someone else is telling you to go to college. If you want to, absolutely, I agree, 100% it is worth it. But don't invest money just to get a piece of paper if that's not what you want to do. Also, I think that goes back to, you know, picking a major. We were very fortunate that our parents, you know, kind of said, do whatever you want to do in life, like, who cares what you want to do? Both of our parents are in the education system and they're teachers and neither of us are going in that field. So I think, and Gabby and I both have very different majors. So I think it's very important to, even if you want to go in undecided and figure out what you want to do, that's definitely better than, you know, just doing something because someone else told you it's what you should do. A hundred percent. I know our parents were very big in that. So throughout high school, they made us take so many like career classes and take a whole bunch of tests. I know that like my, I think it was my junior year, I had pretty much like a free period or study hall for a semester that I just sat with the one teacher and just took a bunch of tests and did a whole bunch of like personality tests and career tests to try to figure out my pathway because at that time I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do and that's when I found mechanical engineering. Yeah, for me, I knew very early on that I wanted to go into dentistry. I have no idea why or what sparked it. I think I just loved our dentist office and going as a kid. Um, but so I, as early as high school during my free periods would go to a dental office and just shadow and things like that. But not once did our parents say, you know, I don't think that's going to be good for you. How about you, you know, be a teacher instead. So I think if that is your situation, sit down and try to talk to those close to you and tell them like, Hey, this isn't for me sort of find what is for you. You don't have to know right away. A lot of people graduate high school and have no clue what they want to be, and that's totally fine because, I mean, you haven't had the option to explore a lot of careers. So, again, just do your research, and, you know, it's never too late to switch careers or majors or life paths or anything like that. And even throughout college, if you want to switch things up or whatever, I mean, 
going into college, I 100% thought I was going all four years for engineering. And as soon as I got out, I was going to have a job. Things have kind of changed paths as I go. And I'm just kind of like riding along the wave. Because right now, all the social media and everything that I'm doing on there is kind of outweighing what I would be able to do as an engineer at the moment. But obviously, I still want to get a degree because I do see myself pursuing that in the future, whether it's with a big corporation or just something I do on my own. It's still something that I'm very interested in and I want to do. But things, opportunities arise and like life just throws some curveballs at you. And yeah, just because you have something in mind or your parents have something in mind doesn't need doesn't mean you have to stick with that exact plan. I think it's all about kind of experiencing it as you go and just taking it what it is and you know, you only got one life, so don't just settle. Don't do something that you don't enjoy doing. I think that's something that we both kind of had to learn throughout college because we used to be so big into, like, spending so much time studying and you have to get good grades and you have to get an A. It, at the end of the day, yeah, your GPA is important and grades are important, but it's not everything. And it's not worth, you know, kind of throwing away four years of your life. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I... I'm going to be honest, I got my first B when I was in dental school. So going up, I never had Bs. Um, We got straight A's and then in undergrad, same kind of deal. And then dental school hit and I was like, holy crap, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. And I got my first B and guess what? It was not the end of the world. And now there's a couple more to accompany that one. So it's not like you walk around and your GPA is tattooed on your forehead. Like people meet you for you. And I mean, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend five minutes even worrying about. And I think that's something that I'm slowly trying to learn as I look back even now, first semester of freshman year of dental school. And I'm like, yippee, I got to be like, who cares? No, no one's like, um, hi, nice to meet you. What's your GPA? Like, no, it literally does not matter. So for me, um, I think that like Gabby said, just sort of take life day by day don't stress about what's coming next and grades are not everything and obviously try your best but enjoy life in the process don't let life pass you by because you're too busy studying that you don't enjoy it I was so worried about my GPA and one day I met with my advisor and she straight up to my face told me you know I think your GPA is too high I don't think call it or I don't think companies will look at you and I was like I'm sorry what did you just say my GPA is too high that's a thing Because I think they associate like 4.0s with people that don't have social skills and don't do any extracurricular activities because they spend all their time doing school. And I mean, luckily and not luckily, we are very different than that. And school just kind of comes easier to us because we were those people with like 4.0s and I... School comes easy for you. (laughs) I work a lot harder to get the grades I get, but... I would say definitely, like she's saying, at least I know for residency programs for dental school, the biggest thing they look at is what your personality is like. Can you talk to patients? Do you have any extracurriculars? So don't sacrifice your life and your hobbies like just to get straight A's. But at the same time, don't just party every day and not care about your grades or school because you need to figure out a good balance between both. And it took us a while to do that. Honestly, I'm still learning because I'm not yeah. very good at the whole having fun, partying <laughs> stuff. I spend most of my Friday nights doing homework, but... Can we take a minute and pause? I know you guys can't see this, but I'm pretty sure Gabby is wearing a hoodie that says sophisticated and overdressed. <laughs> <laughs> and she is in a hoodie and sweats. It's Lake's hoodie. It's not even mine. And this is the third hoodie I've had on today. I just keep changing for no reason. Sophisticated and overdressed. 
I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, she is not either of those things. <laughs> Listen, all right? I didn't make the hoodie. It's not mine. It's just comfy. It's a pretty lavender color. Oh, my. Okay, so getting into the next topic. With living on campus, I think it would be fun if we shared some of our dorm essentials or what we had in our dorms, how we decorated our dorms. I certainly brought way too many things with me my freshman year. I think we had three vehicles full. I had my car, my mom's, and my dad's cars all full to the brim of things for my dorm room. I even, like, DIY made a nail polish rack for all of my nail polish (laughs) in my dorm room. Now, I feel the complete opposite. I wish I didn't have so much stuff, and I want to get rid of all my stuff because I have too much stuff. But what are some of your dorm essentials? Um, Honestly, I would say my number one thing is making your dorm very personal to you because you are going to get homesick and you're not with family and friends. I had my pretty much my only decor on my side of the dorm was just all pictures. I had a giant wall. I printed out a ton of pictures, and that was definitely my favorite part because it just made it feel homey when I wasn't really feeling that at all. So that's definitely my number one, is just trying to make it personal, trying to bring a little bit of your home life into your dorm. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I also had a picture wall. I thought it was super fun to print out photos and put them up on the wall. It's an easy way to decorate and personalize since you can't, at least for us, I know you can't paint the walls. You can't, you know, sometimes you can't even nail things in the wall. So that was big for me. My roommate and I, freshman year, I know kind of coordinated things a little bit. So our room was a little bit coordinated. Um... You know, you have to respect your roommate's space if you do have a roommate so that you can't impose everything on your roommate. Um, My first essential, I think the personalizing is really, really good. I had an over-the-bed rack that I think saved me in college because my dorm was not very big. You have a twin bed. So I found, I don't even remember where it is. I think I got it from like Bed Bath & Beyond or something. It just goes right over your bed and had like three shelves. You could hook a phone charger into it there was a cup holder so I think that is definitely my number one dorm essential because it fit so much stuff and it kept it organized and it just fit right over my bed so I loved that yeah I'm pretty sure I stole that from her after she moved out of a dorm because I had that in my dorm as well and it was definitely beneficial I put all my snacks up there so when I were I was just (laughs) bored in my bed and I was hungry I could just reach back and grab some flaming hot Cheetos and munch yeah I actually (laughs) speaking of snacks my sophomore year when I lived by myself, I had an entire dresser drawer full of Raymond noodles, Slim Jims, and like stupid food that was terrible for you, but I had a whole drawer of snacks, and even though I had a meal plan, I wasn't allowed to have a microwave in my room. Um, we always had one on the floor, but it was nice to have snacks in my room, so in case I the cafeteria or the food places were closed or I already used my meal for the day, I had snacks in my room, so I would definitely recommend that. See, I was allowed a microwave, so I highly recommend that if you are allowed because then anytime I would be out and I would get food, I would always get something for later. That way I didn't have to go out again because I could just heat it up or I could just make ramen noodles whenever I was hungry. But definitely having the microwave was a huge benefit because I use that all the time because, you know, in college you get really lazy and the thought of having to walk outside and then walk to the cafeteria, I didn't want to do that a lot. (laughs) Fun fact, Gabby finally learned how to use the microwave. Do you want to tell me the easy back story? (laughs) I was so young. We were at the cheer gym that my mom owned, and I swear I had a defective Easy Mac. I will stand by that fact to this day. And the instructions did not tell me to put water in it. Swear to God. I swear it happened like that. 
No. Yes, she just it was didn't defective. Read the instructions. So I didn't put water in it, and I just put it in the microwave, and I almost burned the entire building down. The microwave caught on fire. But luckily, now that Gabby's a college student, she knows how to use a microwave. Yes, I wish I had a microwave. I highly recommend that if you're allowed, but again, I was not. So we had one in the common room, which was a little bit inconvenient, but I love microwave noodles. That's actually one of the reasons we named this podcast this, because we both grew up eating ramen noodles, microwave noodles, those yakisoba, like teriyaki noodles. Like we love those. So I highly recommend those if you have them at your school or nearby because they are very easy snacks. They're super high in sodium, terrible for you. So if you're a healthy eater, especially in college, good for you. Um, I actually lost weight in college just because I was walking so much more than I was used to. But I know the freshman 15 is real. That and we didn't drink really in college. So we didn't have to worry about alcohol (laughs) calories. Yeah. Um, But microwave is a good one. Yes, we are big noodle girls. Big Big noodle girls. girls. Big noodle energy. Big noodle energy. BNE. BNE. 2020. Big noodle energy. That's what I want you all to embrace. (laughs) My next dorm essential would probably be... I don't know about you, but I had a Chromecast, and that was amazing because... Yeah, we just had a smart TV so that we could do Netflix and everything on the TV. Yeah, so we had a regular TV that we shared in my room. Um, but I brought a Chromecast with me, and if you don't know what that is, it's a Google Chromecast. Roku is another version of it, Apple TV, things like that. You plug it into your or into your TV, and you can stream right through Wi-Fi from your laptop or your computer. So we would watch Netflix. Our show or our school actually had an HBO subscription, so we could use HBO Go whenever we wanted with our school login. Um, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube videos, any of that, you could just stream it from your laptop and watch it on the TV. So I would say that that is another essential if you're going away to college. The Chromecast, at least I know, is not that expensive at all. I don't think the Roku's are either. So I would highly recommend that to stream your favorite shows, especially because I don't, I think we had cable, but it was like kind of a pain in the butt to hook it up to the cable. So we definitely use the Chromecast more than anything. Hmm. I don't know. Other than that, fuzzy blankets, for sure. Because it gets, at least my dorm was freezing. (laughs) Yeah, so we have this fuzzy blanket and for some reason like named it Sheba. So now I just refer to all fuzzy blankets as Sheba. Yeah, we have a Sheba too. But um, Sheba got me yeah. through the cold nights in college. Cozy blanket. Plus, if you're lazy and you don't want to make your bed, you can just lay on top of your comforter and have a cozy blanket. Um, one thing for me, because I know my closet was super small and we don't have that much dresser space, at least in our dorms at UB. I don't know why I just said dresser, like with an SH, but dresser space. Um, I had one of these hanging, like, closet shelves and I used that all the way up until I actually got actually it's still up in this apartment it's holding hats and scarves right now um but it like wraps around the closet rack and it just like has shelves on it and you can collapse it if you're not using it I highly highly recommend that because it saves so much space and you can also add like a double closet rack I know my roommate did that where you can hang another rack to have more hanging clothes so definitely recommend that as a dorm essential as well I also know a lot of college dorm beds are one small, so you got to use to that. But a lot of them are like lifted and have a ton of storage space underneath. So that's I had like instead of the closet thing, I had a ton of just bins under my bed of like hoodies and stuff that I could just easily get out when I needed them. And that was where I put a bunch of like shoes. And yeah, I just used the storage under there. So that way things just weren't out in my dorm laying around. Speaking of storage, uh, I would also recommend probably my last dorm essential, honestly was the bed risers 
So I know in our dorm, at least, you could raise your bed up a good good amount. But they also sell these little, like, they're, like, four little bed risers where they're almost just, like, stools that go under your bed. Because for me, I definitely needed the underbed storage. I put a shoe rack under my bed. I put bins. I had a whole snack bin under my bed. So I would definitely recommend raising your bed if you go to a school where you can do that. Um, I thought that was super essential to fit all the crap that I had. Um, you can also change out, at least where I go to school, there's four seasons. So I would keep my summer clothes out when it was so warm. And then I would flip it and put those under my bed and get out my winter clothes. Just a way to, you know, save space and keep everything at school organized so you know where everything is when you need it. Yeah, other than that, I'm pretty sure those are our only main dorm essentials besides like the obvious of like your own shower stuff so you don't have to worry about sharing it your own obviously like shower bedspread caddy. and just everything like that flip-flops and a shower caddy so you have all your shower stuff in a little bin you can just walk it to the bathroom and walk it back yeah i think that's about it so now do you want to switch over to study tips being productive things like that i'm sure we'll do a whole episode on productivity so mainly focusing on just college study tips and what you changed from high school to college and things like that Absolutely, especially with finals coming up. This is, I want, probably like the biggest thing to take away from this episode right now. And like we kind of said, but I'll go into a little bit more detail. Well, we both had very different school experiences. School always came very easy to me. I didn't really have to put in that much work. I would still study for tests, but my studying in high school was mainly just like reading over the notes one time and I was good to go. Where Lexi was kind of the opposite. She would put in a ton of work but we would both end up with the same grades so we were both like the same we'd get the same outcome we just had very different yes we just took very different journeys to get to that outcome so in college obviously I knew it was a little bit more important so I would spend a little bit more time and basically the main thing that I do to study is I go through all my notes all my problems whatever kind of class it is and I just make my own like for lack of a better term like study guide and I would just rewrite re. I would rewrite the notes and something that I do that just makes me happy and just kind of makes me studying more fun to me is I would color code everything. I would do like a really fancy title on it and I would just go through and kind of pick out all the important stuff. And I know actually writing it down allows you to remember things so much easier. So that's a big thing. I know a lot of people take their notes like typing and stuff, but personally for me, I feel like that doesn't benefit me as much as handwriting my notes. So that's why I feel like kind of remaking another study guide and handwriting your notes one more time just kind of puts it into your brain even more and makes it easier to remember things for a test. Yeah, so when I transformed from high school to college, I would say the first thing that I did for my big science classes is I was lucky that my school recorded lectures and some people took that as a way of being like, oh, it's recorded, I don't have to go. But for me, I would go, I would focus on just listening and paying attention to the content And then because in college, at least for me, I had, I took a lot of classes, but I still had definite breaks in my day. So as soon as I would get out of class, if I had a break, I would go to the recorded lecture and that is where I would type my notes. I was super, super blessed that one of my first bio classes actually sold almost like a, it was like a little booklet in the bookstore that like had lecture key points and you could follow along with the lecture and take notes. So I kind of learned and took that as like a template moving forward. And I would re-listen to the lecture from start to finish. My lectures were all typically 50 minutes long. So I would pause if I needed to write something down. I would type up notes, I would do that. And then that way I'm sort of learning as I go and I'm listening to it twice 
And then from there, it was a lot of work, but it was definitely worth it because coming up to the exam, then when everybody else is cramming, I kind of feel like I already am prepared a little bit more. So then I would rewrite. I'm huge on rewriting my notes, even to the point where it's stupid. And I have like four copies of the same notes. For me, I do not learn it unless I write. I find myself drifting off and not paying attention and thinking about other things. So I would rewrite everything that I do. I still, to this day, like try to rewrite as much as I can, even if it's it's hard because in dental school, you know, they talk very fast and I have to type on my computer. But then I will go through and almost summarize the notes when writing them down or make flashcards, anything I can do to write. Sometimes if I don't have time, a lot of people, you know, say writing takes too long, rewriting your notes. A big thing that I use now if I don't have time to rewrite notes is Quizlet. It's free online. You can make online flashcards if you don't want to take the time to actually write out flashcards. If you find yourself in kind of a jam, I'll even do this the night before an exam just to sort of cement it. And then in the morning leading up to the exam, I can just click through it. They have an app on my phone. I'll go through and click through Quizlet flashcards. Um, if you go to a big school, you can actually search your course code and somebody else's Quizlet will come up if it's public. So that's also super helpful. I know for some of my undergrad classes, I actually used other people's Quizlets. So yes, rewriting, re-listening to lectures if you have that, you know, opportunity. I know some people's laptops can record lectures. Um, and then writing flashcards or using Quizlet. Something that I think is huge that a lot of people don't realize will benefit you is really just putting in the time and energy to do well on the first test for every single one of your classes. Because when you wait till the last minute and then you have to try to cram to get a good grade on the final, you have finals week for every single one of your classes. So you're going to have like anywhere from two to five tests in the same week that you're not going to be able to do as much studying as you want to. So something that I always focus really hard on is just studying really hard for the first test and doing really well on the first test. And that way your finals week is a lot easier than it has to be because... I got really lucky. My very first college exam, I was the only person in the entire class to get an A. So that kind of like brought a huge weight off my shoulder because then the rest of the semester was definitely a lot easier because I didn't have to cram as much for the different tests and try to always try to get a better grade on the next one. And something that's huge in college is curves. So as long as you're doing better than the rest of your class, you're chilling. So I think just putting in that energy to do well on the first couple tests makes the world of difference when finals come around because there's nothing worse than having to get a really good grade on a final when you also have four more finals that same week and you just feel like the world is crashing down and you have seven mental breakdowns and it sucks. So don't get to that point. I think it's huge to just try to study as much as you can while you have time and just do well on the first couple tests. Yeah, and studies have actually shown, a lot of my professors tell me this, that if you study a little bit every day, and you review your lectures a little bit afterwards every day, You one, you retain a lot more, and two, you have way less to study when the test actually comes around. So I try to do that. It's hard, though, because, you know, the whole productivity, busy culture, like, oh, so-and-so studies every day. Like, I'm not saying you have to go through and read your textbook every day, but just pay attention in class and then glance at your notes a little bit when you get home. And I know it's hard to keep up with, but you will definitely thank yourself later. And there are definitely times where I do not do this and I regret it. So I try to study as far in advance as I can. Typically for dental school, since we don't have curves, unfortunately, for my big science classes, like right now I'm taking pathology and I put a reminder in my phone two weeks before every exam that says start studying pathology. And so unfortunately that day is tomorrow for me on my final. (laughs) So tomorrow I will just start lightly studying. And all that means for me is, you know, maybe going through writing key points from the lecture, maybe just flipping through the slides, just anything you can do to start early in advance so that you're not stressed when 
the test comes up because you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes, you know, something comes up and I have to work or things like that. So if I'm studying it far in advance, at least I know I have some sort of foundation for when the test actually comes around. Something that I've come to realize that has helped me tremendously and obviously you can't change this but I definitely have photographic memory I almost said photogenic like my memory looks really good in pictures guys (laughs) no I have I definitely have photographic memory so I use that to my advantage so whenever I'm making my study guides I write things in different colors or if I have to do a little visual next to it just so that when I'm in a test I can kind of like put my brain back to my study guide and I can picture exactly where it is on the study guide and it just helps me kind of imagine what the right answer would be because I can just visualize it I don't know how to explain it because okay. I guess if you I don't have it you don't have back. it you don't have photographic memory Gabby acts like she has a superpower no no what she's no, saying I have photographic is memory. she's a I can very just remember. visual learner I think that's what you're trying to say is you're a okay, very visual sure. learner Sure, I'm a visual learner, so I can, no, that's a thing, because then I can just picture where it is on my study guide, and it just helps me remember everything. I'm similar to that, too, in the sense that I underline things in different colors, and I put things, I associate it with what's on the slide, so a lot of times, if I can't tell you the answer, at least I can tell you what's above and below it, so I think just learning how you learn best, so for Gabby, it's a visual way, so she writes things so that she can sort of visualize maybe do draw things out sometimes and put them in boxes and things like that too yeah yeah so she's a very visual learner I know some people learn from doing so certain classes you can you know try to apply those things like especially for physics experiments some people learn better in a lab situation than a lecture situation some people are just best with reading comprehension I know that is certainly not me I'm not the kind of person where I can read the textbook and understand it and that's all I need to do but I definitely have classmates who are so if that's your thing, read the textbook. Or if you learn better from listening, listen to your professor's lectures over again. Or for me, I think I learn best, like I said, rewriting, but also teaching others. So what I will do, especially now, is I will study on my own. And then maybe the couple of days leading up to the test, I'll sit and try to review with a classmate. That way, if there's something I don't know, my classmate probably does. And so I will find out what I don't know, what I still need to study. But also I'll get to help others by helping what they don't know but it helps me to teach other people and I think if you can teach someone else you definitely know the material so that's another I guess way to study I don't know this is all over the place I'm the opposite of that I am not a group studier I feel that whenever I try to study in groups it's just a waste of time and I'm way more productive on my own I'm also not the type of person that sits in the library to study I would rather be at home very comfortable on my couch studying on my own I feel like that's when I'm most productive but there's also, I know, especially in my classes, because they're very like math oriented, people will sit there and just do problems over and over and over and over again. And I'm not that person. I'd rather know the concept, know the process of solving a problem. That way, whatever problem I'm going to get thrown at me, even if I can't completely solve it, I at least know the process enough to get through the problem and get partial credit. Oh, yeah. I'm no, I'm the kind of person that does it over and over and over again. <laughs> I will quiz myself and I will find random quiz questions online. And I will just quiz, quiz, quiz because I'm not the best test taker. So I definitely think college is a lot of trial and error, just figuring out what works best for you, what kind of learner you are, and what kind of test taker you are. Um, I was going somewhere. Oh, also something that I have learned is huge in college, which I was not expecting, is cheat sheets. I am the queen of cheat sheets. I think it is my best talent I think if there was a major of cheat sheets that I would major in that because that is something that I take pride in I'm amazing at making them 
I did not know that was such a thing, but so many of my classes have cheat sheets for tests. So something that I think is huge is putting absolutely everything that you have ever learned in tiny writing on your cheat sheet because then even if you panic in the middle of a test, you have everything on it. So I don't know if every college is like this or if I just got really lucky and mine is like this, but I am. there's been very few classes in my entire college experience that I wasn't allowed some sort of cheat sheet or formula sheet Yeah, most for. of my big science classes had a cheat sheet, but that's definitely not the case now in dental school, so... <laughs> Um, if you have a cheat sheet, though, yeah, make that in advance. And if you make the cheat sheet the right way, like, boom, you're done studying. Like, you know your stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as far as environment to study in, if I could name my ideal environment, it's harder now because, you know, I live with Sean and I have pets, so I like to be home when I'm not at school just to, like, be home for the pets and everything like that. But in undergrad, my number one place I would study is in silence study in the library. I would bring headphones. And for me, since I get distracted very easily – I like to put on a movie that I've seen a million times before. So typically during finals week, I rewatch all of the Harry Potter movies and I just have it in the background on low enough that I'm focused in on what I'm studying, but I have enough distraction where I'm not looking around or sitting on Instagram on my phone, things like that. So play the movie. I don't have to listen to it. I can still focus on my notes because I've seen the movie a million times, but it's enough of a distraction where I'm not miserable and I at least am enjoying myself a little bit and I don't have to look for outside stimulation to be you know, not bored. Um, so I don't I know that's not for everybody. Another thing, if I am, you know, getting too sidetracked, if I have a movie on, I put on either like the autumn jazz playlist on Spotify. It's got really good instrumental music or I'll put on spa music. It's actually super relaxing and anything without words. I can't focus if, you know, there's words, if I'm trying to read something. So if I'm reading my notes, I put on any sort of Disney instrumental playlist or just anything that doesn't have words. It is crazy to me how polar opposite we are when it comes to so many things because my ideal studying environment is 100% at home. I've never studied in a library a day in my life. I like to sit at home either now it's on my couch because we have a living room but like the past three years I've lived in a house with other people so I would just study in my bed and I can't have anything playing either music or video wise and then I just sit down study on my own and I try not to touch my phone while I'm studying but then I force myself to take breaks whether I like get through a chapter or just do a certain amount of problems or whatever it is and then I force myself to mentally check out from school I'll either watch like one YouTube video or just go through social media just to kind of give my mind a break then I put my phone down go back into studying until I'm done pretty much but I'm very good at once I start something I don't want to do anything else until I finish it yeah I'm the same way so a lot of times as soon as I start studying, I just don't really get distracted and I just try to get it done because I'd rather just get it done 100% and then relax than to just keep getting distracted and then it takes forever yeah, to get things learning done. That. That's my problem is sometimes I get so miserable studying that I do distract myself and then I waste three hours of not relaxing or studying and getting nothing done and just being stressed out. So I'm definitely working on that. Um, but I think those are all really good tips. Taking breaks is huge. I'm bad at that. My problem is I'll make a to-do list and I won't stop until I finish it. But the problem is, is I put a week's worth of things on my to-do list or I put like review for the entire exam in one night and that's just not feasible. So don't get down on yourself if, you know, you don't finish everything on your to-do list. Take it step by step. I think that's one big thing for both of us is when we get stressed out, we need to sort of chunk things up and realize you don't have to accomplish everything and look at it as a whole. Look at things individually. Create a study plan. I like to look at my calendar I have a, I'm a big planner gal. I have a planner. I have the passion planner, actually, and I absolutely love it. But 
I write everything in my planner, my work schedule, things like that, plan out my days so that way I can do, you know, this class on this day and this class on this day so I'm not overworking myself. Again, opposite. Every year I'm like, okay, you know what? This is the year I'm going to get a planner and I'm going to write in it. Every single year I spend money on a planner and I think I only write my first week of homework in it. And I oh, never I use, use my it. planner for everything. I carry it with me everywhere. Because whenever someone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, let me check my planner. Because I don't like my phone calendar for some <laughs> reason. I think it's just because I'm afraid I'll forget to put something in there or it just clutters up my phone notifications. I don't know. But I like a handwritten planner. So I use that. That's another college essential for me. I think, honestly, just the main key point to take away from this episode is everyone's different. Whether it's your path in life, what you're going to college for, the way to study, how to, for lack of a better term, just be good at college. I think it just all comes down to trial and error, trying to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Because as you can tell, we're sisters. We both get the same outcome out of college, yet we do everything completely different. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Find what works for you and stick to it. Don't let other people stress you out. Do not compare your path to other people because that is when things, you know, get a little hectic and go down the tubes. So for us... I try to focus on ourselves and I know if I'm stressed, I text Gabby and she's just like, take a deep breath. It's fine. Like you're going to be fine. And like I said, if it doesn't matter in five years, don't worry about it for longer than five minutes. I'm working on that. But I think that's a very important quote, especially when it comes to finals. So don't stress. You'll all be fine. Take it day by day and then just put in the work because as soon as finals are over, you can relax and have a winter break with your friends, with your family, whatever you want to do. Something that kind of stuck with me throughout my college years is in freshman year in ENC 1102, I had, she was an amazing professor, but something that she... What the heck is ENC 1102? Can we go back? What is that for us people who have no idea what that is? English level two. I thought that was like a thing. Oh, my English was not ENC. It was like... E-M-101 oh. or something. I don't know. Oh, well, my bad. It was English too. <laughs> but something that she mentioned that at that time, I never really kind of like took it in because I was such a perfectionist, that perfectionist still at that moment. And I didn't realize that like grades weren't everything. But she said that you have to learn to just be good enough because in college and in life from here on out, you won't have time to be perfect at everything. So you kind of have to prioritize certain things And with having to take so many classes, especially with finals week and all your classes and finals being at the exact same time, you just have to learn to be good enough, whether that's just you studied as much as you possibly can and you've done as I literally would have just repeated the same sentence I was just going to say. But you just don't have time to do 100% for absolutely everything. So you just kind of have to accept it for what it is and just be okay with being good enough. Do the best at what you can do and then leave it from there. There's no need to stress about things you can't control. Honestly, I need to tell myself this every day. But like she said, do the best at what you can and then just it's up to the test. And if it goes poorly, there's always another test, especially for me because I'm going to be in school until I'm 75. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, grades aren't the end of the world. But at the same time, don't just put them on the back burner. Find a good balance. Just live life, man. And if there's one thing that I can tell you about college, it is eat some noodles, all right? Pasta (laughs) is like the number one college food, so enjoy it. And then go to the gym because you're going to feel like crap (laughs) afterwards. Drink lots of water and eat them noodles. (laughs) 
All right, I think that's it for this week's episode. We will see you guys again next week. I hope you guys enjoyed just trying to get you through finals week through the end of the semester. I'm sure, obviously, we talked a lot about college and whether you're in college or not, it is kind of already the middle of the school year. So I'm sure we'll do another episode maybe once the school year starts next year and do maybe a little Q&A and just kind of answer your actual questions. But we wanted to give you a little intro into our college experience, what works for us, and just kind of what we're doing right now with our lives. Yeah, I think a lot of these things can apply to a full-time job or anything like that too because I know right now my friends that have full-time jobs, like you're wrapping up the end of the year, there's always things that need to be done. It's crunch time no matter what you're doing. So get what you need to get done and then go relax and eat some cookies. And I know Thanksgiving's coming up or Christmas, depending on when this episode is posted, but just go eat a lot of good food and chill with your family and watch movies. Absolutely. I am so excited for Christmas. I cannot stand it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Good luck on your finals. You're going to do great. Don't stress. And if you don't do as good as you hope, Listen, it's over. You got it done with. There's nothing you can change now. Just do better next time. Learn from your mistakes. Don't check and your just grades. Enjoy you know? your break. Just pretend those <laughs> tests never happened. Just go home and pretend the grades never came out, and then you won't have to worry about it. I'm not kidding. Quick side note before we go: there was one semester where, for I'm not kidding you, two months, I just didn't check a single grade. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna let this bring me down. I didn't check a grade for like two months. If you don't check, you never know. <laughs> ignorance is bliss when it comes to that <laughs> unless you're failing then you should know so you can you know figure something figure out, out your but... schedule <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we'll see you later my little rigatonis have a good week and we'll see you next week well we'll talk to you because you're not going to see us but talk to you next week and with that being said peace out and thanks for tuning in to chicken noodle scoop bye